This is John Martinka, and welcome to our podcast series. I have the uh, very fortunate uh, pleasure to have my friend Billy Pohl with NAI Puget Sound Properties. He is a broker in the commercial real estate world and also a partner in NAI Puget Sound Properties. So welcome, Billy. Thank you, John. Great to be here. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Let me start out by asking you just a big question. What's going on in the commercial real estate world, uh, office space, industrial, uh, etc.? Well, there's a lot going on. And I would say um, one of my favorite sayings in the business is the one thing that you know is that you never know. Because that is so fitting for just the time we're living in right now. And I think it's very applicable to commercial real estate. Um, there are, are a lot of things going on. There's movement in the market. Um, you know, there's a lot of subleases that are coming back on the office market right now. Um, and there are still tenants looking, not as many as we usually have. But um, people are, I mean, there's still what I would classify as a disconnect in the market because tenants and buyers still are looking for great deals. And the landlords and sellers, we were just used to being in a landlord seller market for quite a while. And there hasn't been the big price adjustments that I think people were forecasting. So um, I think when that happens, things don't transact as quickly. And certainly with the uncertainties in the market right now with when are we gonna get back to a quote normal state, um, you know, remains to be seen. Um, couple that with the, the fact that everybody's gotten used to working at home and not going into the office. And there's a lot of speculation in terms of how does that model out in the future? I mean, are people gonna go into big office environments? Are people gonna work at home? Is it gonna be a hybrid model? Um, so again, nobody knows and there's big bets going on both ways. And I, I think it's fascinating being in the market right now because you just don't know. And from day to day, um, you'll hear a lot of different opinions of what's going to happen. But, um, you know, it's, it remains to be seen. But I will tell you, um, different sectors of the market are also very different. I mean, I'm now talking about the office market. Retail um, is funky, I would describe it as. There's been a lot of... Um, Again, speculation that a lot of these spaces are coming back as restaurants start closing down. And um, there's big bets that restaurant, the full service restaurant model is gonna drastically change in the future. And you're seeing you know, ghost kitchens and these commissary kitchen facilities being built because people are thinking in the future, it's gonna be a lot more takeout than um, getting together. And again, nobody knows. Um, on the industrial side, it's, um, that's been probably the hottest sector in terms of the lowest vacancies and a lot of stuff going on. Um, you're reading articles recently about cold storage and what does that mean for the market? Cold storage typically doesn't have a high vacancy anyway. There's not a, um, a ton of excess cold storage in the market. There are developers very bullish in the future, not only for, um, the vaccines, but also just the, the food use for cold storage. 
that's going to be out there. So again, big bets on on speculation on on both sides, but it's uh, it's been pretty fascinating to watch and be a part of. Okay, so do you get involved much with malls? And I ask because just after Thanksgiving, I did a walking meeting at Bellevue Square. We grabbed a cup of coffee and we just walked through the mall, and it was a lot uh, more open than you would expect a few yeah. weeks before Christmas. And that is the premier mall in the Puget Sound area. Yeah, I mean, John, I um, I do work with malls representing um, retail clients. And um, as it just so happened, I was at Bellevue Square both Saturday and Sunday this past weekend. And I, I would agree. I mean, it was way busier than I had anticipated. And you know, with the lower occupancy, you know, the, the fewer amount of people that are able to come into the stores, there were huge lines in and there were lines for almost every retailer at Bellevue Square, because I think they can only have 25 or 30 percent occupancy, uh, stated occupancy for the stores. Um, so, yeah, and I'm hearing that mall traffic is substantial at all the malls right now. And I think part of it is people just need to get out of their houses and they're willing to do it. They're willing to mask up. They're willing to sanitize and they just want to get out of the house and 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 be out there. Um, and you're also seeing that people are bullish long term forecasts for retail. Uh -huh. um, you know, if you look at retail stocks and and kind of the the, the hope that after you know, as a country, we're hopefully vaccinated by um, summer or fall of next year. I think people are anticipating that retail is going to flourish again. Okay. But yeah, the, the, there are a lot of people out buying things right now. What are you seeing the difference between the city of Seattle and especially the downtown core and the east side, the south end, the north end, etc.? Well, <clears throat> From an office perspective and office and retail, I would say it's night and day from Seattle to the east side. I think Seattle right now is dealing with a lot of issues and um, the psychology behind it, the sentiment is that uh, most people just don't want to be in Seattle. Most people don't want to move there. There's a lot of people looking to move out of there. And as a result, if you look at what people are doing in Seattle versus, let's say, Bellevue, with all the buzz going on with Amazon and all the new development that's happening and the 30 plus 30 plus thousand, 30,000 or more employees coming over to the east side into Bellevue in the next three to four years, um, it's, it, yeah, you, you would think that we're working in a, a market that's that's in a different state versus just being across the water there there's a lot of buzz going on in the east side and that includes both bellevue kirkland redmond issaquah is getting a lot of attention now um and 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 people are looking at seattle as you know why would why would i want to go there um now i would say the on the tail of that though, there are still a lot of big investors and especially institutional money that are bullish on Seattle long-term and are buying pretty significant assets when assets trade in Seattle. But the short-term is that I, I would say not many people wanna move over to Seattle. Okay. Are you seeing it outside of the downtown core also? In other words, the you know, the South End, Georgetown, et, et cetera, are 
those types of businesses typically would be moving to a Kent or, or even north to a Muckleteal. Is that anywhere close to the office type situation? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, with the model that people um, don't have to, um, that if people are gonna work remotely, and again, we're trying to figure this out, everybody's trying to figure that this out, but if people are gonna work remotely some of the time, whether it's one day a week or two days a week, um, they're finding that uh, they can live in some of these other areas, that you don't have to be you know, in, near the downtown core to, to be there. Um, and so, yeah, we're seeing, um, well, certainly you, if you look at residential real estate, I mean, those areas are definitely benefiting from this. But also on the commercial side, places like Federal Way, Everett, um, Linwood, uh, Bothell um, are all benefiting right now from the fact that people just really don't wanna be in Seattle. And there's a significant difference in, in the rent structures in these areas too. I mean, if you're in a beautiful office in downtown Seattle, you know, class A high rise building, um, paying kind of a mid forties or low to mid forties triple net rent, you could have a really nice office in Federal Way mid twenties. So, I mean, I mean you're, you're looking at really half the, the occupancy costs in markets like that. What about non-office space like in the south end of the city of Seattle and that? So non-office in terms of- your Auburn, Federal Way? Oh yeah, um, all those places are, I mean, what, what's amazing about Kent, Auburn, um, uh, you know, Sumner, Bonnie Lake, you, you just look at, especially the industrial prices and how they've sustained or increased that how the rents have, it, it clearly, the market's telling you that these are places where people want to be. Okay. Billy, I want to finish up with uh, two questions relating to what I do with people buying and selling businesses. And that is first for a, a business buyer, whether it's a, a, a company growing by acquisition or an individual looking for their own business, any, what tips, I know you always have tips, but what tips specifically to 2021 would you give a buyer? And then we'll talk about sellers. Yeah, um, you know, again, for a buyer, and let's say as part of the sale, you're negotiating a lease, um, it's just really managing those expectations because you, from what you read, you would think that there's going to be a lot of blood in the water, that landlords are going to be more generous right now. And again, that may be the case as things go on and is if we're all quarantining as much next year as we are now, but um, that certainly hasn't been as much of the case yet. I'm biased because I'm a broker, but I would say as a buyer, especially if you're looking at commercial real estate, it really is in your best interest to align yourself with someone that you know, like, and trust in, on, in the brokerage community um, because Again, we can look at the macro picture, but you've got to look at the micro picture and the individual situations. And it's really helpful to work with somebody that has an understanding for the area that you're working in. So- um, well, Billy, I, it was nice of you to invite your guest there. 
Well, you know, it's, it, that's one of the benefits of working at home is that I always have my trustworthy golden retriever assistant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say, you know, as buyers, um, you know, I, I think that it's still a good time to be a buyer right now. And I think that um, it just depends on the situations. Okay. But, but yeah, I, w- I, I always encourage people to um, reach out to brokers to just help get market knowledge. Okay. So what about biz- someone has a business and they're selling it and they have a lease. And of course, the lease is probably going to have to be redone with the landlord. Is there yep. anything the seller should be aware of? Or is it pretty much there's a line in the sand? Well, again, I think... Um, what we've learned this year more than ever, I think people have learned this lesson. And I, I think the people that have successfully worked through 2020 is that the landlord tenant relationship really is a partnership. And, um, and, and the same really goes with buyers and sellers that you have to work together and you have to help each other through the process. And I think I, I have found certainly this year that it's not unreasonable to ask for help or ask for the things this year that maybe some people would have been, would have shied away from before. Um, and I would say that the key thing is communication. So what, what we focused a lot on um, back in the spring and summer is just making sure that landlords and tenants and buyers and sellers are communicating as much as possible. And I think that's probably the, the sound advice that I would give here is just make sure that you're communicating as much as possible. And as, as a seller, um, you know, maybe don't be as afraid as maybe you once were to put more of the cards on the table and be realistic about the situation that you're in. Okay. Well, thank you, Billy. What I got out of this is uh, the headlines aren't always true and correct that the market isn't as different as we would be let we have been led to believe by the headlines. So I thank you for taking the time to do this. And again, this is John Martinka at the Getting the Deal Done podcast series and with my uh, good friend, Billy Paul with NAI Puget Sound Properties. Thank you, Billy. You bet. Thanks, John. All the best.